0: Well, Papa, we love you, we thank you, and we ask that you would open our hearts today. Would you strengthen every single one of us? Lord, as we come into a new year, would there really be a shift in how we live? Lord, I'm asking that we would be very realistic about how we walk through this new season, this new year, that your love and your word would transform us. That, God, we wouldn't just talk about things, we'd actually do it. We do the hard things we don't like to do. We would be challenged by your love and kindness to work in areas that we don't even want to talk about. But you do because you want to set us free. So, Lord, today, open our ears to hear in Jesus name. Amen. Well, starting next Sunday, I want to encourage you. Start reading the Gospel of John. Everybody say "John." John. So next year we are diving deep into the Gospel of John we are going to spend maybe the whole year. I mean, we are literally going to be breaking John down verse by verse, section by section. John was an amazing and is an amazing man of God. He knew something of Jesus' heart that the other apostles didn't seem to have. And his gospel, known as the fourth gospel, as you guys know, um, or hopefully you know, like there is a major difference between John's gospel and Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Those are called synoptic, which means same as. John is not in that, why? Because it is completely different and we're gonna break it down. We're going on a journey with John. It's gonna be really good. So start reading John this week. You can hang out in chapter one. Uh, I've been in commentaries um, getting headaches. Um, No, I'm just kidding, that was a joke. Commentaries. How many guys study some commentaries? You guys know when the commentary has this many pages on one chapter, you're in big trouble. <laughs> Seriously, you're like, Jesus, help us all. But we're going to get in the word. Everybody say the word. the word. So this year, as I was praying, I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart and, and said, in 2024, it's going to be a year of fruitfulness. Everybody say fruitfulness. fruitfulness. Here's what I know about fruitfulness. If you will plant seed and water it, you will become fruitful in whatever seed you plant and however you water it. How many guys know there is no fruit without planting, watering and nurturing? Right. It's not. But in the spiritual realm, it's not magic prayers. Hey, God, I just would you bless our finances this year? Now, I'm not going to actually give and tithe and obey your word, but please bless my finances. No, you actually have to put into If you want to work on mental health, emotional health, sexual health, you have to invest time, energy and resource into those areas of your life so you can grow in those areas. Amen. Jesus wants us to. So there's four quick things I want to talk about, and then we're going to take time and you're going to take a few minutes. You're going to fill this out. Uh, Later in service about what your dreams are for this year, staff, prayer teams and leaders are going to be all around the sanctuary. And we're going to spend the last few minutes this morning praying for you for every single one of these. Now, I'm going to encourage you to get brutally honest about the things you write down. I'm not asking you to just write some generic things. I want to tell you, a brother came up to me first service. So powerful. He's in tears. He said, I just want to thank you for challenging us to get real and write things down that we don't want to talk about. And then he tells me a story. Wow. The depth of pain that he's been hanging on to because of choices and decisions was so deep. And he's been walking in it for quite some time. And he loves Jesus, but he's been stuck. And today he had the guts. Everybody say guts. Guts. He had the guts to actually say something about it. And we literally went through what, you know, you might call it a deliverance session. I, I, you know, how many of you guys know getting free from demonic beliefs and strongholds it, it is, is what God wants us to do? Yeah. He wants us to do it. And it does start with a spiritual connection and a repenting. That stuff is real. Now you then take the steps to work on whatever those things are, but to see the freedom. And and a gentleman that has been stuck for years is so cool. Jesus wants to do that in all of us. Amen. Amen. So there's four quick things I want to talk about before we start praying. Um, These are going to be four keys to fruitfulness. So everybody say God's word. Can I just lovingly tell you, please, please, please. In 2024, like get into God's word. Don't just read something to check a box. Don't just quickly read over something, go, I did my my little devotional thing. No, dive into his word. If if there will be, later going to be handing out a sheet, you're going to get resources for every area of life. You can go, you could do Bible in a year. If that's overwhelming for you, maybe you just start in the book of John. Maybe we spend months in the book of John. Maybe you and I spend the next six, eight months or more in the book of John going really deep and you read it over and over until it becomes so real that you can apply what he says to make it real to your life. Amen. How many guys know that's when the word of God is effective? If we don't put it deeply in us, we won't see it. So Hebrews tells us that God's word is sharp, it's alive, it's active it's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. <laughs> I'm going to read that again. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before his eye, the eyes of him who we must give account. So the writer of Hebrews tells us that God's word is radically alive and sharp and powerful. And yet most Christians don't really read it a lot. Can I tell you why I think they don't read it a lot? Because it's sharp and powerful and convicting. <laughs> and if you really get in the word, how many of you guys know it's going to smack you right in the eyeball yeah. in a loving way? Because if you really study God's word, the Holy Spirit will illuminate things from his word to you. And I don't like to read those parts. Those are the parts that I think they should have left out. How many guys would like to leave the hard stuff out? But we really don't. How many you guys really want to be free? How many really want to grow? How many want to? Well, then we work on the real stuff. Everybody say God's word. God's word. This year. This year. I pray that you will dive into studying his word. I don't mean just read it. Studying his word like you never have. If you will plant those seeds, you will see the fruit. Your life will change radically. Your attitude will change. Your heart will change. You won't even realize what's going on when you spend that kind of time in God's word. Amen. Number two is Holy Spirit. Ever say Holy Spirit. Holy <laughs> Spirit. I kind of went on a little tangent for a service, so I don't know if that's going to happen this service. I got off my notes just a little bit. Everybody say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Can I lovingly challenge us, including myself, quit trying to do Christianity without the power of the Holy Spirit? Seriously, quit trying to do things in your own strength, in your own power, in your own way. It doesn't work. It's frustrating. Like the power of the Holy Spirit is exactly what God gave us to encourage, to strengthen, to counsel, to comfort. He is everything. So you guys, Acts chapter two tells us about the day that the promises of the prophets and the promises of Jesus Came to pass, right? Acts chapter 2. You will receive power, Jesus said in Acts 1 8, then the Holy Spirit will come on you and be in you, and you will be my witnesses to all people. So, Acts chapter 2, Pentecost Sunday, we call it, the power of God falls literally in the room. Everybody in the room speaks in other tongues and then they go out. Peter preaches, 3,000 people get saved and the church is born. Can I encourage you to live a spirit-filled, spirit-empowered life? Hello? Church, I, I just... I don't want to go another year of reading about how things keep blowing up in the body of Christ. Veteran people keep falling off the face. People that we know and love in this house keep struggling because we're afraid to talk about real things and submit our heart to the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you guys know that the power of the Holy Spirit is God and Jesus living in you? Come on. Many of us, every single one of us in here have at least one thing in our life that we would like to see change this year. Come on, everybody has something that you would, more peace, more love, more, I don't, whatever it is, we all have it. The greatest resource in the history of the world is the Holy Spirit. Everybody say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. You guys, this is God and Jesus manifest inside of you. So when Jesus walks on the earth, the apostles thought they knew exactly what was going to happen. Jesus was going to set up a kingdom. And Jesus kept looking at him and going, I'm leaving. And they're like, no, you aren't. And he said, I'm leaving. And he goes, no, you can't leave. How many of you guys know if we had Jesus in the flesh right here, we wouldn't want him to leave? You wouldn't. If you got to hang out with Jesus in the flesh every day, you would say the same thing. No, don't leave. But Jesus in his wisdom knew and he said, it's actually better if I leave. I had to come in the flesh to pay the price for sin. But if I leave now, everybody can have me not just on them like prophets of old, but actually in you. My father is going to allow the spirit to come live inside of you if you say yes to me. And they did. And the power started 2,000 years later. The church is still the most radical reckoning force on earth. Amen? Amen. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. But if you and I don't submit to that and learn how to walk in that, it's not effective. Like if you and I don't know how, like to pray in the spirit, like. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest in each of them. All of them. to say all of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. If you do not pray in tongues or pray in the Spirit, I challenge you to take the classes, get with our prayer teams, get filled with the Spirit and pray. There are many, many people in the body of Christ today that say, well, tongues isn't for everybody. And they turn to Corinthians about gifts of the Spirit that have nothing to do with the baptism of the Spirit and the evidence of speaking in tongues, and they point to those to say, see, it's not for everybody. I'm telling you that the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in tongues is available for every single Christian, and you will have an empowered life if you will learn to pray in the Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> now, now listen, some of you think, oh, I've never even heard of that. It's okay. Listen carefully. Praying in the Spirit alone, though, doesn't make you spiritually mature. Yeah. I know people who have been praying in the Spirit for many, many, many years, and they're actually not bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Wow. Hmm. Some of you Pentecostals. Hmm. <laughs> Just because you have the Holy Spirit in you doesn't make you mature in the Holy Spirit. You and I have to grow in that. Amen. Yeah. So watch. Galatians. The fruit of the spirit. Galatians chapter five. But the fruit of the spirit. I want everybody. I want us to read this first section together. Ready? We're going to read it on three. One, two, three. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Let's read it again. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. So let me just lovingly ask you, how are you doing in those? No, really, like seriously, how are you doing in the fruit of the Spirit? Because Most churches I know, especially charismatic Pentecostal churches, we look to the gifts of the Spirit and we want to know, are you praying? Are you prophesying? Are you laying hands on the sick? Are you healing this? Those things are important and they're good. But I believe if we don't start with the fruit of the Spirit, if we don't start with what the foundation should be, because if you have the Holy Spirit dwelling deeply in you, you're going to be one of the most loving, one of the most kind one of the most generous, one of the most self-controlled people on earth. You guys know the world's waiting for us to live out the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Yes. So I would just want to say this, you guys, for real. Quit trying to do Christianity on your own. Quit trying to do it in the flesh. It doesn't work. It never has worked. You, you and I get so frustrated because this crazy world and we find ourselves just oh, all the time. And God's going, hey, Why don't you do something about your, ah, well, I don't really want to. How many of you guys had a rough year? Anybody? 2023? Anybody? Not that you have to. I'm just saying some of us had a rough year. Here's what will happen if you listen to the Holy Spirit. If you are not in the habit of taking time every day to stop for a few minutes and ask Holy Spirit to lead you, I challenge you to start doing it but He might ask you and talk to you to do some things that you don't want to hear. So this year, as wonderful things were unfolding, Holy Spirit said, I want you to go back to counseling. And I said, get behind me, Satan. You're a lying devil and I will not listen to you. I've already gone to a lot of counseling. I don't need to go back to counseling. And yet God in His kindness said, I want you to go to counseling. And I was wondering why I was fighting. I don't usually fight. Listen carefully. I don't usually fight so hard. Why was I fighting so hard this time? God, what was going on? Because my flesh was starting to take over and I was starting to let Holy Spirit leading me fall away. You know what I found out? The more in the flesh I get, the more I don't want to get in the Holy Spirit. But Holy Spirit's trying to take me to places to set me free. But I don't really want to go there right now because I'm just P.O.'d. I know none of you get that way. I know you kind, loving people never get frustrated. Thank God. I'm just saying, if you will listen to Holy Spirit, He will lead you to places you may not think you want to go, but He'll actually get you to the place that you always wanted to be. So I pray that we would do that. Amen. Everybody say encouragement. OK, so I want to go to 1 Corinthians 14. Pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Everybody say prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement. Everybody say encouragement. Encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. This year, would you and I make it a habit that every day you will speak life to somebody? I'm I'm not kidding. We live in a culture that it's so easy to be critical that it actually has become normal Some of us have become such close friends to critical spirits. We think they're from God. I'm not even joking. We just think that's normal. That as soon as something comes up, it's just immediately straight to criticism. That's nowhere to be found. I'm not saying we don't have real conversations about tough issues in life. We should. I'm talking about spiritual reality. There's nowhere in scripture that the fruit of the spirit is being critical. As a matter of fact, Jesus says, I want you to bless those who curse you, and I want you to pray for those who despitefully use you. That's what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. But if I'm not walking in the Spirit, guess what? I'm not gonna pray for Him. Because I'm too angry, God. I'm not gonna pray for that person. You know, I'm gonna bless him. I'm gonna bless them. I got a blessing for that brother. Do you guys know some of the most radical prophetic people I've ever been around? didn't walk in the fruit of the Spirit. They were mean. And we couldn't say a thing because back in the day, you would never actually say, you could never, you couldn't talk to your pastors, you couldn't talk to leaders. How about this? Let's lovingly bless and encourage people. Come on, how many of you guys would just love it if every day somebody said something encouraging to you? I want to encourage you guys right now. Last day of the year, you're in church. You could be at home, you could be chilling. But you're here, and I believe this. The Holy Spirit's super encouraged that you're here. Some of you are here by like a thread. <laughs> Some of you are like, I wasn't coming and I ain't going. And God's like, I love that you would give me that tiny little piece. If you will give me this little piece of your life every day, I can grow into something amazing. Amen. So I want you to just to be encouraged for even being here. Jesus is proud that you're here. Now this year, let's work on the hard stuff because he will grow us and heal us in that. Amen. The last one is super easy. This is my, my favorite. It's just like so simple. I don't even have to say it. Everybody say obedience. obedience. It's the easiest part of Christianity. Actually doing what the word says. So here's my encouragement. Read the word. Well, I don't want to read it, God. It tells me to forgive the people that are mean to me, and I don't want to. And Jesus says this, well, then if you don't forgive them, I won't forgive you. He didn't mean that. Come on, let's get real. How many of you guys have read that scripture? Jesus tells the truth. We don't like the truth. Jesus says this, if you don't forgive others, I won't forgive you. We try to twist it well. He understand, look, I'm not minimizing the pain that you've gone through. Some of us in this room and some of you have gone through way harder things than I could dream or imagine. And Jesus' goal for you is for you to walk in true forgiveness because that's the only thing that's gonna set you free. It's called obedience to his word. Amen. And we wrestle because something of our flesh is like, I can't, you don't even know. And I go, look, that's not Holy Spirit talking to you. That's the enemy lying to you because you really want to be free. And the pain that you went through is horrific and terrible. But Jesus actually wants to truly heal you because if you hang on to that, you're not going to get healed. You're going to live with that frustration and that bitterness. And God's going, don't do it. Some of us are actually mad at God, but we won't even tell the truth about that. No, praise God, brother. I bless the Lord. I'll say all the scriptures. Come to church every Sunday. Give you one of these. It's a new year. Come on, you guys. Come on. Praise the Lord. 2024. There's an open door in 24. I'm not saying God's not saying that. I've heard that. I can't even tell you how many words of the Lord that I've heard or read from people that says an open door. Here's what I know about the open door. If you and I will walk in obedience to Jesus, there will be an open door. If you don't walk in obedience, then in that part of your life, you won't see an open door. But God actually wants you and I to open every door of our life to him. Hmm. I'm going to ask our ushers if they would pass this. piece of paper out to you so you're going to take this with you when you leave in a a few minutes we're going to fill out the dream sunday cards and then our staff leadership teams are going to surround the sanctuary we're going to pray with you for the last few minutes before we go but i want you to take this piece of paper i put together and it talks about growth and goal setting If you and I will work in whichever areas we really need to work on, whatever they are, and you are diligent in 2024 to dive into them and work on them, then you will see the fruit that you want. If you do not do that, then please don't be mad at God in one year from now when you're sitting here and saying, but 2023 didn't go the way I said. And then I want to lovingly go, yeah, but did you obey him and what he asked you to do? Don't tell anybody, Pastor, but I don't ask because he always tells me to do the hard stuff. I know. That's why Christianity is hard. But we don't really hear that anymore. We don't hear how hard it is to be a Christian. We just want to pump you up on messages and get you to clap a lot and come back next week and stay stuck. I don't want you stuck. I don't want to be stuck. Did you guys hear what I said? I want us to be free. So, In 2024, we're going to continue discipleship. So these are seven pillars. So if you're new to new life, we talk very honestly about all of our stuff. Hello? I said we talk very honestly about our stuff. Why? Because it's how God created us. So you're going to see seven pillars that we teach, train, and disciple in. Spiritual, emotional, sexual, mental, physical, relational, and financial. How many guys know God cares about every one of those areas very seriously? Here's what's scary. As I have the privilege to travel around the world and meet with denominational leaders of nations, I actually asked them of these seven different what I call pillars, foundational pillars. I said, which ones have you been well equipped in and which ones do you train and teach in your church? Every one of them say spiritual. Very few say emotional. Almost none say sexual. Mental is usually off the table. Physical, I don't even talk about because I'm going to the gym in 2024. I'm going to get a cramp again in my arm. How many of you guys know if you want to do something physical, please do it. But like, don't set unrealistic goals like, I'm going to run a marathon in 2024. I'm like, yeah, start with a push-up. How about that? Just saying. So watch. Physical, relational, financial. The Bible speaks to all of these in depth. The depth of every one of these topics is in Scripture. And yet the body of Christ as a whole globally doesn't deal with at least three or four of these. And it's uncomfortable. And we don't like it because as Christians, we're not used to it. And it breaks my heart because I promise you, Jesus taught the disciples on every single one of these. I promise you, Jesus talked to them all about every single one of these. So we're going to give you now, you're going to see that there are websites like spiritual, Bible in a Year, there's so many different tools, you guys, available. I've taken some of my favorite different organizations that I've used material on that I trust. And I've put them so you can look them up. Emotional, go to emotionalhealthy.org, Pete Scazzaro, their organization is phenomenal. There's books to read, things to do. Amazing. Sexual, Puredesire.org. You want to get books. You want to go through stuff. We will be having life groups and other groups in the future that continue to teach and train on the areas of sexual reality. I know for a lot of older people, we do not usually hear that word in church. It's like some of you right now are going, I can't believe he's saying that right now. Do you guys know there's a young generation that's dying for us to help teach them the whys of sexuality? We need to quit telling young people, don't, don't, don't. Okay, let me ask some of our more mature people, how did that work for you when you were young? Don't, don't, don't. Did that work for you? Yeah, I didn't think so. How about this, why? Why does God say? Why does God say to abstain? Why does God say premarital sex isn't good for you? Why does God say that? Why does God tell us things in his word about sexual things that we don't like to talk about? Church, we need to talk about them. Amen. It's real quiet in here. It was like, can you move on, please? Back to physical. We're going to start working out. Um, Listen, mental. Dr. Caroline Leaf, if you've never read this one's so important, you guys. If you really want to get free, you better start changing your belief systems. You better start changing and renewing your mind. Dr. Caroline Leaf is one of the leading neuroscientists in the world. She loves Jesus. She's written literature that is absolutely phenomenal. Switch on your brain. She actually has a new book on children. So moms and dads, if you want to help your kids deal with their mental mess, she actually has a book for mental mess for children. I strongly encourage you to get it because it's going to help your kids straighten out some of the thinking, then they don't even know why they think that way, just like you and I don't. Physicalchristianbook.com. You guys, there's a million books on physically. I'm the wrong guy to tell you about physical whatever. I don't know. But you look like you're in shape. I just keep, be- I just keep buying larger shirts. He's like, you stay skinny. I'm like, no, it's triple X, man. It's like, you look really skinny with, never mind. Um, Financial uh, Ramsey solutions. Again, if you have not set a budget, if you have not like done the work to work on your finances, Dave Ramsey is one of the strongest guys I know in Christian finances. Like get a budget this year, you guys, really. There's super easy things you can do. Like some of this stuff is really, really easy. Just go online, get it and do it. Amen. Okay, so... Here's what I really want to focus on, and then we're going to pray for each other. Helpful tips on goal setting. (laughs) Please, number one, set goals this year. I know some of you are like, yeah, I don't do that because every time I've tried it, it never worked. Come on. I quit doing it because it doesn't work. Please don't not set goals because you've never really done it well in the past. So what I've done is on the back side of your paper, everybody say smart goals. How many of you guys have ever heard of SMART goals? Okay, so there's a website right there. You can download sheets. Super easy, super instructive. Here's some of the keys. SMART goals literally stand for be specific, be measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Okay, everyone listen carefully. Please ask the Holy Spirit... Please pray and ask the Holy Spirit what areas of your life he wants to prioritize. Please listen very carefully. Some of you have certain struggles and things you've gone through and you think, oh, that's my number one. Maybe it is. But ask the Holy Spirit because he might lead you to another one that actually is the key to the one that you wanted. Sometimes I think, well, if I just do this and God said, no, go back to counseling. I don't want to. But going back to counseling was one of the smartest things I did. And after meeting with my counselor, I had a nice break. Went back a couple months ago. (laughs) And she goes, this is really good. We're going to start a 16-week intensive. And I said, I know the devil is a liar. (laughs) 16-week intensive. I know a lot of people that need that. Oh, you guys found no humor in that at all, did you? It's striking you. Listen, I want us to take a minute and I want us to pray. Make your goals realistic. Don't just come up with your own. Write stuff down. Make it simple. Make it attainable. And and if you're really serious, have an accountability partner. If you're serious about reaching some of your goals, right, I've said this to our men all the time when it comes to sexual struggles. If you don't have an accountability par- partner, you're, you're kidding yourself. If you're just trying to do it on your own, sir, stop. Every one of us needs accountability partners, period. Everyone. And if you don't have one this year, ask the Lord to help you and get one. We have a lot of men in this church that are willing to help. Amen. I said men were willing to help. Amen. We are. So I want you to grab your dream card and I want to pray over you and then we're going to have different prayer team and staff and leaders spread out and we want to pray for you before you go today. But I'm going to ask if you'll take this card and I want you to write down whatever those things are that you're dreaming about for this year. But I'm asking you this morning before you finish writing things down, would you stop and take 30 seconds to a minute and ask the Holy Spirit to show you something that you might not be seeing? Would you really call on the Holy Spirit and ask Him to say, okay, God, I want to do A, B, C, D. These are all the things I want to work on. I'm going to really try. Great. Now, Lord, I'm asking you to show me what you want me to prioritize. I want you to show me what I need to do and how I need to do it and who I need to do it with. So Papa, this morning, I'm asking that you would strengthen every single person in the room. I'm asking, Father, for a breaking in of your spirit. Lord, I pray that not just new life, but I pray for the body of Christ at large. I pray that there would be truly open doors and open heavens. I believe that, God, and I want that. But I know if we don't do our part, God, then then we're really kidding ourselves, Lord. It's your desire for us to grow. You want me to deal with every area of your created order. But Lord, the truth is it's hard because we haven't been taught. It makes us uncomfortable. Lord, we need to get to the place where not only is it not uncomfortable, it's normal that we talk and we encourage and we bless each other in the hard places too. So I ask Holy Spirit this morning, break in, touch every single one of us. Lord, I pray you'll surprise many in the room that have the idea of exactly what they think they need to write but you would actually say something different to them. You would speak to them and that they would literally obey and follow through. So open the windows of heaven this morning. Lord, we love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.